Chapter 8, the TV star. Aunt Linda is my mother's sister. She lives in Boston. Last week she had a baby. So now I have a new cousin. My mother decided to fly to Boston to see Aunt Linda and the new baby. I will be gone for all, for the weekend, my mother told me. I was sitting on her bed watching her pack. I know, I said. Dad would take care of you and fudge. I know, I said again. Are you sure you'll be alright, she asked me. Sure, why not? Will you help Dad with fudge? Sure, Mom. Don't worry. I'm not worrying. It's just that Dad is so... Well, you know, he doesn't know much about taking care of children. Then she closed her suitcase. We'll be fine, I said. I was really looking forward to the weekend. My father doesn't really care about keeping things neat. He never examines me to see if I'm clean, and he lets me stay up late at night. On Friday morning, all four of us rode down to the elevator to say goodbye to my mom. Henry lowered it, looked at the suitcase. You going away, Mr. Hatcher, he asked. My mother answered, No, I am, Henry. My, my sister just had her first baby. I'm flying to Boston for the weekend to help out. New baby, Fudge said, Baby, baby, baby. Not, nobody paid attention to him. Sometimes my brother just talks to hear the sound of his own voice. Have a nice visit, Miss Hatcher, Henry told my mother when we reached the lobby. Thank you, Henry, my mother said. Keep an eye on the family for you, for me. Will do, Miss Hatcher, Henry said, giving my father a wink. Outside, my father hailed a taxi. He put the suitcase in first, then held the door for my mother. When she was settled in the cab, my father said, Don't worry about us, we'll be just fine. Just fine, just fine, Mom, Fudge yelled. Bye, Mom, see you Sunday, I said. My mother blew us kisses. Then her cab drove away. My father sighed while, while Fudge jumped up and down, calling, Bye, Mom, bye, bye, bye. I had no school that day. The teachers were at a special meeting, so my father said he'd take me to the f and Fudge to the office with him. My father's office is a huge building made of almost all glass. It's a very busy place. You never see people just sitting quietly at desks. Everyone's always rushing around. A person can get lost in there. My father has his own private office and his own private sector. Her name, secretary, her name is Janet, and she's very pretty. I especially like her hair. It's thick and black. She has the longest eyelashes I've ever seen. Once I heard my mother say, Janet must have to get up at the crack of dawn to put on her face. My father just laughed when my mother said it. Janet's seen me before, but this was her first time meeting with Fudge. I was glad his hair was finally going back. I examined, I explained right off about his teeth. He'll look a lot better when he's older, I said. He's knocked out his front, too, but he's got six or seven. He, When he's six or seven, he'll get new ones. See, Fudge said, opening his mouth, all gone. My father said, Janet, the boys are going to be here for the morning. Can you amuse them while I clear up some work? Certainly, Mr. Hatcher, Janet said. You go ahead in your office, and I'll take the boys on a tour of the rest of the agency. As soon as my father went to his private office, Janet took out her pocketbook. She reached in and came up with a hairbrush, some lipstick, and a bag of crackers. Want some? She asked me in fudge. Okay, I said, taking a handful. Fudge did the same. The crackers were shaped like little goldfish. I nibbled while Janet fixed herself up. She had a big folding mirror and a desk drawer. She sat it up. She set it on top of her desk and went to work on herself. When she was finished, she looked exactly the same as when she came in, but I guess she didn't think so because she said, That's much better. Then she put all her stuff away and took my, me by one hand and fudged by the other. We walked down a hall through a doorway into another section of the agency. We came to a room where the, the were a bunch of kids with mothers. I guess there was at least 50 of them. Most other kids were kind of small like fudge. Some are crying. Is this a nursery school or what? I asked Janet. She laughed. They're here to try out for the new Tata Bike commercial. 
You mean all they want to all you mean they all want to be the kid who rides a toddle bike on TV? Yes, at least their mothers want them to be picked, but we can only use one. You mean only one of those kids is getting be picked? That's right, Janice said. Who picks my ex? Your father and Mr. Denberg are gonna do it. But of course Mr. Vincent, the president of Toddle Bike, has to approve. Just then a door opened and a secretary came out. Next, she called to the waiting kids. My Murray's next, her mother called. Oh no, he's not. Sally is next. Guys, we'll all have your turn, the secretary said. Murray got to, to be next. He was a little redhead kid. He wasn't in the other room for two minutes when the door opened and a big man with a cigar in his mouth came out. No, 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 he shouted. It's not my type at all. Murray was crying. His mother yelled at the big man. What do you know anyway? You want to know a uh, treasure if you found one? And she shook her fist at him. Janet whispered to me, that's Mr. Vincent, the president of Toddle Bike. Mr. Vincent walked to the center of the room. He looked around all at the kids. When he looked over at us, he pointed and called, There he is. That's the kid I want. I thought he meant me. I got excited. I could just see myself on TV riding the toddle bike. All my friends would turn on the sets and say, Hey, look, that's Peter. Well, I was thinking about what fun it would be. Mr. Vincent came up with the dress and grabbed Fudge. He lifted him up. Perfect, he cried. He's perfect. The mothers who were waiting packed up their kids and left right away. Mr. Vincent took off with Fudge in his arms. Janet chased him. She called, But Mr. Vincent, you don't understand. I ran after Janet. Um, Mr. Vincent carried Fudge into the other room. He announced, I found him myself, the perfect kid to ride the toddle bike in my new commercial. Mr. Vincent put Fudge down and took the cigar out of his mouth. There were two other men in the room. One of them was Mr. Denberg, and the other one was my father. Hi, Dad, Fudge said. George, my father told Mr. Vincent, this is your son. He is no actor or model. He couldn't make your toddle bike commercial. He doesn't have to be an actor or model. He's perfect the way he is, Mr. Vincent said. Now look, George, we want to make the best possible commercial for your company, but Fudge can't be the boy that rides the toddle bike. Now you listen, Hatcher, Mr. Vincent raised his voice. I wondered why he called my father Hatcher, just like Mr. Yerby did. Mr. Vincent pointed to the Fudge. Either the kid rides my toddle bike or I take my account to another advertising agency. It's that simple. My father looked at Mr. Denberg. It's your decision, Warren, Mr. Dangberg told my father. I don't want to be the one to tell you what to do. My father picked up Fudge and held him on the lap. Would you like to ride the toddle bike, Fudge? It's just like the one you have at home. Why are you asking that, I said. Why does he even know about making commercials? My father acted like he'd forgotten I was even around. I'm thinking, Peter, he said. Please be quiet. Well, Hatcher, Mr. Vincent said, what'll it be? A kid of yours, or do I n- move on to another agency? I remember how my father lost the Juicio account because of Fudge. Now maybe he'll lose the this one too, and I don't think he can afford that. My father said, all right, George, you can use him on one condition though. What's that, Hatcher? Mr. Vincent said, the commercial has to be made this afternoon, and today, my son, after today, my son, Fudge won't be available. Sign with me, Hatcher, he said. He's he going to get paid, I asked my father. I worried about, I'll worry about that, Peter, and my father said, that's probably meant yes. He'll be paid and have lots of money in the bank. I'd have nothing. And someday I'd have to borrow from him. No, wait a minute. Never. I could never borrow money from Fudge. I'll starve first. Can I at least watch when you make them commercialized? Certainly, my father said. Can you, you can watch the whole thing. I turned to Mr. Denberg. Will Fudge be famous, I asked. No, not famous, but a lot of people would think he looks familiar, Mr. Denberg said. I turned to Mr. Vincent. Do you know he has no top teeth? 
parted with his charm, Mr. Vincent said, and he'll and he cut off all his fa his hair two months ago. Well, he looks fine now, Mr. Vincent said, and he can't even talk in long sentences yet. I told everyone that he doesn't have to say a word. Mr. Vincent told me. Couldn't think of another any other reason why Mr. Vincent shouldn't use Fudge in his title by commercial. It was settled. Soon Fudge would be a famous star, and I would be playing old Peter. Fourth grade, nothing. Let's begin right after lunch, Mr. Denberg said. We should get filmed in about two hours. While my father and Mr. Denberg worked out the arrangements, I asked Janet where the men's room was. She walked me to it. I told her thank you and that she didn't have to wait. I'll find my own way back. When I was safely inside, I looked at myself in the mirror. I wish Fudge had never been born. I thought, everything I was good always happens to him. If he had to be born, I wish he could have been 9 or 10 like me. And Mr. Vincent wouldn't want to be in the world by commercial. Janet sat down to the coffee shop for some sandwiches and drinks. After we we all walked to another section of the agency where all the cameras were set up. A make-believe street scene was the background. Toddle bike was shiny red. My father told Fudge all he has to do is ride it around. Fudge liked that. He zoomed all over the place. Vroom, 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 he called. My father, Mr. Vincent, and Janet sat on the folding chairs and watched the action. I sat on the floor at my father's side. Um, Mr. Denberg was the director. He said, okay, Fudge, we're ready to be now. You ride the title bike where I'll tell you and you take, and I'll take a picture of you doing it, all right? No, Fudge said. What does he mean, Hatcher, Mr. Vincent? Why does he say no? My father groaned. Look, George, using Fudge was your idea, not mine. Mr. Denberg tried again. Okay, Fudge, this is it. Cameraman started. Start riding away. Steady, set, go. Fudge sat there on the title bike, but he wouldn't pedal. Come on, kid, let's go, the cameraman called. No, don't want to, Fudge answered. What's with this kid, Mr. Hatcher, the cameraman asked. Fudge, my father said, do what the nice man tells you to do. No, don't have to. Janet whispered to my father, how about some cookies, Mr. Hatcher? Good idea, Janet, my father told her. I have some Oreos right here, she said, patting her pocket back. Shall I give them to him? One at a time, my father said. Janet walked across the room to Fudge. He was sitting, still sitting on the toddler bike. If you do what he, the nice man asks, we'll give you a cookie, Janet told him. Show me, Fudge said. Janet held up a box of Oreos. She was really well prepared, I thought. She must eat all day long, with the crackers shaped like goldfish and a whole box of Oreos, too. I wonder what else she had in that pocketbook. Give me, Fudge said. Janet held up one cookie. Fudge reached for it, but Janet didn't let him get it. If you do what the nice man says, you can have one in Oreo, maybe even two or three. First cookie, Fudge said. First do what the nice man says, Janet told him. No, first cookie. Give him one, Janet, Mr. Denver called. We don't have got all day to fool around. Janet gave Fudge one Oreo. He ate it up. Okay, kid, you all ready now? The cameraman said, you ride over to me. Fudge didn't do it. Mr. Vincent was losing patience. Hatcher, he hollered. Get that sunny there was to ride my title bike or I'm taking my account to another agency. Must I remind you, George, using Fudge was your idea, not mine, my father said. Forget about whose idea it was. My, Miss, uh, my father said. I have an idea, my father said. He walked to a corner of the room and beckoned to the others. Mr. Denberg and Mr. Vincent gathered around him along with the cameraman and Janet. They looked like a bunch of football players huddled together talking about the next play. Soon my father called me. Peter, would you come join us? Sure, Dad. I said, what is it? Peter, we want you to ride the Tata bike for us to show Fudge how it's done. But he already knows how to ride. Didn't you see him zooming around? He won't do it for the cameras, though, my father explained. So we need your help. Will I be in the commercial, too, I asked. 
Well, a Tottlebike commercial is really for younger children, Mr. Denberg said. Otherwise, we'd have you do it in a minute. I got the message. I was, like, buying the shoes and, like, at Dr. Brown's office. They were going to use me to get Fudge to do whatever they wanted him to. I wondered how anybody would ever manage to my brother without at my home. I walked over to the Fudge and told him I was going to ride the Tottlebike. He said, no, mine. It's not yours, my father told him, but Fudge wouldn't move for anything. He closed his eyes and screamed, can he scream loud, and can he scream loud when he tries? So my father had to pull him off the Tottle Bike. My fudge kicked and kept screaming, and I'll bet Mr. Vincent was sorry he ever splattered my brother in the first place. I got on the Tottle Bike. It was so small, my knees practically touched the ground, but I managed to ride it around just when the camera told me. Just to see how nice Peter can ride the Tottle Bike, Janet said, Here, Peter, come have an Oreo. We do it so well, you can have two or three if you want. Fudge stopped screaming. Me, he said. What? My father asked him. Me ride, me ride. You can't ride as well as Peter can, Mr. Denberg said. Can't so, Fudge said. I don't think so, Mr. Denberg said. You already had a turn. You don't, you didn't want to do it. What I told you. Me. You, you want to try again, my father, um, asked him. Again, my father, uh, Fudge said. Again, again, again. Well, I don't know, Mr. Denberg said. Well, Mr. Vincent said, chewing on a cigar. Well, the camera said, scratching his head. Please, Fudge begged. I never heard my brother say please before. Mr. Denbrook said, okay, we'll give you one more chance. Fudge ran to the toddle bike. I got off and he jumped on. Now, he asked Mr. Denbrook. Now, Mr. Denbrook said, ride this way, Fudge, over here towards me. Fudge did what he was told. Just like Peter, he said. See, just like Peter. Janet gave me a kiss on the cheek. You save the day, Peter Hatcher, she said. When she wasn't looking, I wiped off my face. Her kiss was too juicy.